I like to welcome everyone to the Southern Frame of Mind podcast, aka Renewed Kings. We're just waiting on Kevin to get on right now, but uh, you know we have a, a very special guest with us today, and you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm just Juwan, just a regular guy, black guy, of course. Most definitely. And, uh, you know, we're going to get more into kind of, you know, your background and how we all know each other. So we just waiting on, uh, like I said, Kevin to join. But, you know, you you picked this topic here. And what was you know, your your thinking as far as uh, picking this specific topic? I mean, it actually is one of my favorites because, uh, you know, in the military, we always get into these, these racial debates about, you know, where we came from and why things are the way they are. And I always got to explain to these, these, uh, you know, non-melanated folks, why we are in the situations we're in to begin with, you know, cause it's like, in their mind, it's like, Oh, black people are lazy. And that's why we live in the ghetto and don't have jobs. And I'm like, ah, it's not that simple. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get where you come from. I changed from a lot that. of hearts and minds. I definitely changed a lot of hearts and minds with you know the education, and I mean that's that's about all I can really do. You know, I do my own research, you know, because I got to be able to fire back because they be kind of hit me with these little fake facts, and I be like, actually, no, this is why. Blah blah blah. It's Y Z. But yeah, it's uh definitely one of my favorite talking points. Yeah, I, I got to share with the world. Yeah, and, and you know that's why we wanted to have you on on this platform because uh, you know me and Kevin we we know you from uh, when we were all stationed at uh, uh, NCHB one in Williamsburg and you know you was always somebody that had your own mind you know you weren't the type of person that was a follower you know even though you know what I'm saying we're in the military to where we all fall up under somebody taking notice but you still have your own identity and I think that's why now you're able to be able to distinguish yourself from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we uh I believe Kevin Kevin will probably be on shortly. Uh so yeah, we mm-hmm. can just kind of get get into the uh the discussion. And so um, you know, before we, we, we get into the discussion, I want to just kind of give people your background. So you want to just kind of give them I you know, tell them like where you're from and how I was growing up there. Oh, yeah. So I'm from Camden, New Jersey, which was for a long time, one of the most dangerous slash poorest slash highest crime slash murder rates in the country for like years on end. And I think they they just started like gentrifying where I'm from. But growing up, I was one one in nine chance of being a victim of a violent crime every day. And there were times where I was the victim of said violent crimes. And, you know, being from there, it always brought that stigma of like, oh, he's a hood rat. Oh, he's he don't know nothing. Or, oh, he's violent. He crazy. Which are, you know, mostly true. But we can talk about that. But um, after making it out, as they say, you know, I had to I had to learn like a lot about the world because, you know, it's it's a real small, really, really small city. So when I joined the, the Navy, it was like a huge culture shock. I had never seen you know, I'm in boot camp with 88 other dudes, and I had never seen that many white people at the same time. <laughs> and a lot of them had never seen a, uh, that many black people at the same time. Granted, it was only like seven of us, but, you know, you can see the culture shock from there. 
and then you know transferring commands over and over it's like you you see the ignorance of of the world because you know we're all confined to our little sections but back to me back to me you know i grew up where i grew up and um i played basketball i didn't go to college i ended up uh you know dancing for a while before i joined the military yes that's pretty much it about me i'm a regular dude um i grew up in a a blended family we could say um my father, of course, he he was murdered when I was a baby. And then uh, my mom passed when I was about 16. So it actually just me and my stepdad for a while. And then, uh, yeah, then I left. Okay. Here I am. So you definitely have a, a very triumphant story, you know, from early beginnings to as you develop who you were and then going into the military and the different, you know, the change of scenery um just probably you know your mindset being around other people that probably gave you more tools to be able to see life from a different perspective as well so i think i think that's good you were able to hone in uh what was best for you and everything else that wasn't uh conducive for a better lifestyle you you know went ahead and you know let that go astray so uh, i'm glad you was able to be open about that you know because sometimes it's hard talking about where you come from and um what does it mean to you because sometimes people they'll you know they'll get successful or they get to a certain point in their life where they don't want to discuss uh anything they have going on prior to uh where they're at right now in life so i appreciate you uh being able to get that off your chest appreciate you for having me dog appreciate you thank you sir you know, yeah, I wanted people to, you know what I'm saying, understand why we have you on here. We, we like to have people who are going to bridge the gap in society, you know, give us some information or give us a different point of view that could also um, move the pedestal, you know, where we're at right now in life. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the topic, breaking generational curses and systematic brokenness. So, you know, like I asked you earlier, you know, what was the reasoning behind it? And so have you experienced anything? that made you feel like yeah this is something that i want to uh educate my people about or educate those who don't understand mm -hmm. was it a particular situation or uh, it was just something that you felt like because of your culture oh, background you just wanted to go into that mm -hmm. yeah. all right just got a quick little uh delay real quick he's handling some stuff at home but you know we appreciate his time having us um him being a part of this show you know it does mean a lot we know we serve together in the military and um you know some of us have families uh or have have our own families you know kids and uh wife and all that and uh it's great to see people continue on, to, to move forward so you know Definitely, definitely. All right. Yeah. Yep. So, what was the question you said? Like, what was what was my experience that made me want to? Yeah. Was it was a certain situation throughout your life that you felt like once you got to a point you wanted to you just make yeah educate others about it? You know, there's a lot of things. So, of course, it's always the 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 perception, right, that you get from other people, and it's like they don't know why things are how they are and 
I think it starts with the education system because you know in school, all 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 we knew was American history was pilgrims came, Thanksgiving, and then more colonizers came. Uh, slavery was bad. Won't do it again. And then here we are today. You know, and it's it's nowhere near enough of the black experience or any. It's it's, it's not enough truth in it. Cause it's just like, oh, they just say, all you're getting is headlines, right? And no details. Like I've seen in my kid's book that the uh, there, there's no trail of tears mentioned in the history book. But we all know it happened, right? And I feel like eventually it'll all be completely forgotten by the next generation. And then you'll look at the Native Americans like, oh, they only in these two states, this little bit of land. I wonder how that happened, you know? So when it comes to us, it's like, Put your head in the water. It's like uh, I'ma say well, you're I was born in a situation, right? I was born in, in the hood. Vice most other people who were not. And it's like, oh, just just get a job. And it, it, it's never been that simple. So I had to figure out why, you know, like why it's so hard to get a job being from where I'm from. Why why are there no jobs here? Yeah, I don't know how many questions I can ask, but it's it's just a lot, right? A lot of information you got to go go looking for, and when you actually dig deep into the past, into the, the the truth of history, you see that like, oh, it's all a setup. Now, for us to get out, we gotta read the same books they read. We gotta do what they do to get where they are, but they hide all these things from us. So. For me, I feel like the way to break these curses or just get out of this systematic brokenness is like you got to be smarter about how we do things. And it's hard because we got the media, they got music, you know, all these things controlled by, you know, the quote unquote white man and the government to keep us where we are. So that's, that's, that's all I have to talk about. I can talk about how like different ways that we can get ourselves out of these things. Yeah, but it's not I impossible. I it's not impossible. That. Yeah. And, and and I get from what you're saying, it's a lot of blanket statements um, that people will say uh, to kind of cover like the past where they feel it could be somebody from their particular um, ancestors that might have done something and they don't really want to relive that. But it, oh, they don't want to hear that at all. Yeah, it fuels them when they're able to talk about our shortcomings and then wonder why we are not at a certain point in life. You know, if you start, you know, ahead of us, and it's a lot we're gonna get into with that. But we have on here now, uh, Kevin. You know, the other half of Southern Frame of Mind. So, you know, uh, yeah, he everything is 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 set on schedule. You know, what I'm saying with uh, all three of us coming together again, and it's it's the right timing. So I'm I'm, I'm glad that this all happened the way it did. All right, all right. What's going on? What's going on, fellas? What's up, Kevin? Ain't good. <laughs> Ain't nothing much, man. <laughs> Just not joining in on the show, man. You know. Had to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glad you glad you can join. Glad you can join. All right. So my question to y'all is like, where do y'all think y'all stand at with like? I don't know where y'all grew up at. I didn't know y'all as adults, right? But do y'all feel like y'all were born into the systematic brokenness? Uh, I mean, I, I believe 
family has a lot to do with it. Your mindset that your family like that your family puts uh that, that they put on you, like I guess like your their uh, influence. Your family has a lot of influence about the way you think about money and the way you're taught about money. And um, I mean, I think for me personally, that's that's what I struggle with sometimes. It's like you know, seeing your seeing people in your family, like if you had family that a mom and a dad that was real successful or professionals at what they do, and you seen it and they knew how to handle their money, they grew up like something like a Huxtable type family. You know, you could that that would be a good influence for you to follow. But if you see, but but if you have family, but if you have a mom and dad that like they they found uh, mediocre jobs, or you found uh, your family, some of your some of your mom or dad parents had they they went from job to job. You would probably pick that up. It's like you could pick habits up. You could pick habits up from your parents. So that has a lot to do with it. You learn a lot from your family. And you do. So yeah, t- when it comes to that, it's like all, all shit, I'm gonna say it. All you can see is a job, right? But it's like mm-hmm. they did what they could, or like all that they knew. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the information mm-hmm. is put in front of us the same way it's put out for other people. Yeah. Some some so, people right now, are, are living. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said some people are limited in knowledge, though. Like our parents, they don't they 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 didn't have the internet back then. So, I mean, knowledge is at our knowledge is more at our fingertips right now. But like they really didn't have they they knew what their their parents taught them, and like things evolve over time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. But I feel like all 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 we knew was work. Like all our grandparents knew was was work. Mm-hmm. Work, just work, work till you retire, and then get another job. Mm-hmm. I agree. Nothing about saving, investing, buying land. I agree. I, I definitely agree. Because I, I guess, I guess back then too, like economically too, it was a lot cheaper back then to survive. So that's all they had to do. So it's like, okay, well, my 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 twelve dollar an hour job, my twelve dollar an hour <laughs> yeah, job would suffice, huh? Yeah, that's true. You know, like like now you need so many streams of income coming in. So we don't want to leave out Elijah out of the topic either. Oh, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, nah, I know, I know you. You know, you just coming in, so I wanted everybody, to, you know, get your takes on what we've uh, been discussing so far. But um, uh, another another thing that I, I I'm I'm getting that from what you all are saying. You know, the financial part, and then you also have the mental part, like with the whole generational curses you have people growing up where their grandfather or you know what I'm saying grandmother whoever the case may be they did certain things in their life whether it was uh, uh, adultery whether it was you know messing around with other people in the family to where that got passed down and so that's something else you got to be able to break yourself away from um that 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 residue of uh, filth that's passed down to other generations to where on top of the financial difficulties you're going through now you have to deal with the you know the turmoil of that, and I just think that in our community we have that, you know, at a at a large amount. Oh hell yeah! Like uh, what's his name? Uh, Larry Hoover's kids. 
going through it their whole life because of who their daddy was, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, well, I, I, I don't know. I only know a piece of of, of a Larry Hoover. Larry, you know all right. So you know who it was, though. Um, you talking about the guy in, that was in Chicago? The Chicago, like it was like a, a gangster in Chicago or something like that, or just he was he was the founder of the Gangster Disciples, right? Gangster, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. was the founder. I, I heard. So okay. anything that they've done or are doing now or have ever done, it all fall back on him, right? Mm, but this yeah, man had a whole true. family. So yeah. his story about it was like, oh well. I'm trying to help my community, X, Y, Z, right? But of course, of course, you know the media and, and the government will twist it around and make him this this crazy criminal, right? Which they mm-hmm. did. They did it real good. He had been in prison for like like thirty something years. Meanwhile, his son his son graduated from um, from Howard, and then his grandkids they all go to they're all in colleges too, and it's like. No matter what they do, they still got to deal with the stigma of being Larry Hoover's children or Larry Hoover's descendants. Mm-hmm. And I find that's a generational curse in itself because, like, I mean, I'm not saying he was a stand-up, stand-up guy, but if you let his son tell the story, it's like, hey, my dad wasn't no—he wasn't no no criminal gangster. Like, you know, like he still supported them. He's like, yeah, like I'm fighting to get him out of jail, out of prison, X, Y, Z. Like, he he not he not into that no more. Because for what has became now in Chicago, it's, it's it's a violent organization. But you know, like most gangs, when they're formed, mm-hmm. it's not for criminal activity. It's really to protect your neighborhood from these corrupt police. Mm-hmm. So, dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess with that element right there, but but that's that's the way America is, or. or when you have the dominant society, dominant society meaning mostly white, they paint black people in a certain light. They paint black people in a certain, you know, they, they paint, they give them a certain image. If you, once you criminalize an image, then that's what you put out there. And, and that's what they're going to see. They're going to see the negativity. Well, white people, they, they, they built this country off of slavery and off of, off of crimes, murder, rape, extortion. They've they done it all. But see, they make the rules, though, which is, is is bullshit. But they make the rules, and of course, they're gonna put that image out there because he's a black man. Anything we do, anything that we do, that we try to do positive for our community or positive or try to do in a positive light, they're gonna just infiltrate it and put a negative spin on it. Oh, they're gonna shut it down <laughs> real quick. Yes. Yeah, that's right. What, that's one right. thing. I, one thing I realized, you know, with what you're saying, Kevin, it's like. When we're successful without having to outsource it, you know what I'm saying, or, or basically have to utilize everybody else's ways, even when it comes with in politics, them pandering for our votes, it's like, you know, you have those that are outside our community that only care when we're putting more money in their pocket or getting them in positions to where they don't really come back and help us out. But as long as we're dancing and, and, and all the other stuff is perfectly fine because we're not causing change, the way for us to cause change is, is going to rattle you know what I'm saying, the fence for other people who feel like we're supposed to be the floor mat. They walk across, you know what I'm saying, to get to where they want to be at in life. And that's that's just not going to happen with all of us. You know what I mean? That's why they, they want to keep us in the hood. They, they want to control the narrative. They want to control the narrative on everything. That's that's the issue. They, we, 
I'm, and then this is not this is not a, a reverse racism bash white people type thing, but it's like no such thing as reverse racism. Can, that, that that's true too. There's no such thing as racism on our part. <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, they control the narrative, and, and anything they do, it's like it's going to be seen as like lily white, and black is just like it's just negative. You, you've seen Malcolm X and the definitions that they put on stuff. When they when they when they are in charge of everything, in charge of their books, in charge of the media, in charge of everything, that's what they're gonna write. They're gonna do paint anything they want to. History is written by the winners. That's right. Conquerors too. <laughs> yeah, they won. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. You, you win the fight, you get to tell the story. And you know, it's if 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 I kill you, right, and I go to court. You only got one story to go off of. What? Yeah. So it's like, since they've been in charge for so long, that they put everything in place to keep us down there. You know, it's that systematic brokenness is you born into it because it's like, damn, they gave us jobs at first, then they took those jobs, then in come the welfare system. Then here we go with mass incarceration, you know. They keep us struggling, then they give us welfare. Like, oh yeah, if you just stay on this welfare, you're good. But you can't make too much money because we're gonna take you off. Even though making a little bit too much money for welfare will still keep you at the very bottom of the of the class list. So so let me mm. ask, let me ask you this this point. So what about our own people that say, Well, you know, if we you know, if we get out and vote, if if we just listen, if we stop trying to always you know speak out and march and all that then they you know we wouldn't have issues like how do you feel about those who in our community that you know have revisionist history or they just try to overlook the obvious like what well, you know what how do you feel about that it's like they just don't know like they didn't read enough and, and they only get in one side of the story do you also feel that we have people who they are informed, but they rather be cowardly because if you have information, then you should be held accountable for what you know. And even if you don't know something, yeah. House niggas. Uh, <laughs> that's that's uh, what that is. That's that's Uncle Tom himself. Like, so I feel like a, a lot of people once they get up there, they they try their best to forget where they came from. And then they, well, who who's the girl? Fucking uh, Candace, Candace something. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, her, right? <laughs> she got money from the NAACP. Like they they helped her out a couple times. And then she said that she says now. Granted, she's not always wrong. Like she has some great talking points, but she's like, she's not sympathetic to the black experience because she didn't have it. Mm. It's like, oh, y'all are lazy. You need to get jobs. Like, I, I can't get a job if I want. I can't get a good job because I don't have a car to get to this good job. I can't catch the bus to this white neighborhood because they don't go there. You know, so it's like, yeah, get a job sound easy, but like, the only job that's available is McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. You know, regular old shit. Mm-hmm. So how do you how you feel about um when they have put people in position that look like us but at times they could be you know immigrants which is nothing wrong with you know somebody from an immigrant background um because 
you know, if they're able to hold that position, do great, that's fine. But then they become, they have, they're, they're the ones that have the accepted talking points. And it's usually either with disdain or something against us. And that's, you know, just like with the Candace Owens, like you were saying with Candace Owens, they you basically she used that as a puppet, you know what I'm saying, to get certain things off that you may have somebody that's not from our background that they want to say, but they say it through her. And they're like, oh, well, see, you know, not all black people think this way. Look, look what she's yeah. saying. But also, too, she might be an immigrant who have this thing for, um, you know, uh, native, you know, here from this from from this country. So we have that division, too, that, you know, I've been seeing over the years. I mean, they're always going to make that division. And it's, it's, it's these people that they went and got, they went and looked for them and they found who they needed to, to say what they wanted them to say. Now, is I hate to hate Candace, right? <laughs> but I cannot stand that woman. Because <laughs> it's like, you see that face, right? You see that skin and you're like, yeah, that's my people. And then they just, they just fuck up for you. And you're like, damn, like, I, I really wanted to believe in you. So I mean these these people that you're talking about, they're they're puppets. You know, they're they're heavily researched, they're heavily fucking funded. You know, I, I feel like they're they're all bought because everybody got a price, as they say. Yeah. Like she doesn't pay for her um her, her, her apartment she lives in. She don't pay for that. Stop. Because she sued them. And now she just lit it for free. Mm. Like between her and um, who are the, the Hodge twins? I fucking hate them too. Like they're the absolute worst. I just yeah. feel like a lot of them people just want to be on the opposite side. Like it's it's not even a hate thing. It's just like oh, I'm a nonconformist, so I'm just gonna say the opposite of what y'all say. Yeah. Even but but see on the same on the same in the same token too the, the, when you're on the far left too you got plants on the far left so. It's two sides of the same coin. That's what I believe. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <clears throat> I believe black people should like come up with their own party. Come come up with their own party and come up with a party that has we have our we best did. interest at heart. Because we did have that party. It was the Black Panther Party, man. You saw what happened. Okay, I mean, of course, of course. But I mean, <laughs> was that were they in the political realm though? Yeah. Huey Newton was people okay. trying to be. I think he had to go. What was his first thing? He he was going for mayor, I think. And they okay. shut that shit down. They shut it down real hard. And well, and they, oh, yeah, and they of course, of course. And the media wrote the blanket <laughs> about this radical organization that was compared with a KKK, and it was never the, that was never the case. Yeah. And I always bring that of up course. too, because we like, oh, you had the Black Panther Party. They was doing the same shit the KKK was doing. And I'm like, there is no article about the Black Panther Party. Running through this white neighborhood and just snatching motherfuckers up and killing them. That never happened. Never. They had COINTELPRO and a lot of informants in that group, too. They, we had a lot of our own kind destroying what, 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 what we was trying to build. So. And you just oh, yeah, on, 100%. And both of y'all just hit on, hit on some key points as far as people in our own community infiltrating. And then uh, what, what Mambi was saying as far as uh, somebody comparing the KKK to you know the Black Panther Party. And I, I, I see that a lot where it's the justification where it's like, oh well yeah this happened, but look what happened because of it. But it's like people are, aren't gonna just let you eradicate them and not put up a fight, you know? Like they going like you, if it comes to you protecting your family, you're gonna do what's in your best interest. But also if you're able to uh build your community up 
that's what it was about. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, if we're not hanging off of hanging out of somebody else's pockets, then it's like, we're, we're, we're causing issues because we want to do things on our terms. But, you know, every other society seems to be able to have that opportunity to do that without being questioned or labeled as, you know, being a disruptor. Yeah, yeah you're right. They'll never let us be great. I mean, you know about all the flooded cities. Like, it's like every time we try to get right, here they come fucking it up. It's fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? You, they call it an isolated mm-hmm. incident where that's happened well over 20 something times because all these huge lakes that are in the middle of the country, those are all flooded black cities. Mm, yeah. I, like, I heard lake, about that. What's that? Lake uh, Lanier. There's literally a city under it. Like you can swim down and, and see it. And it was a it was a black community. Mm. They burned they burned mm. it down. No, they ran everybody out and flooded it. And now they, you know, they going fishing on top of it and shit. Like where, where, is Lanier, where, where is it located? I heard, I heard about some places in. Yeah. Lake Lanier in Georgia, they got uh, uh, Central Park. Used to be Seneca okay. Village. Um, there's a place called Cow Liga. Oh, let me pull it up. Get on my Google. As I heard about a few places in North Carolina, then they have, then they got uh, Florida. And <laughs> like you say, it's all over. All over. If you just look up drowned cities mm-hmm. <laughs> and the history of them, it's it's Tulsa, Oklahoma, over and over and over. There's an altercation between two people, and then a mob of white people come through, <laughs> kidnapping, murdering people, and the mm-hmm. town disappears. And oh, here mm-hmm. comes this fucking lake. I don't know. <clears throat> Yeah. And you think men get tried for their crimes? Absolutely not. Because I'm pretty sure it's illegal to, you know, <laughs> oh, no. evacuate the whole city. Oh, no. It's some white because I'm white and I say so. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the, the, the law is concrete until they need to pay by the uh, way, you know, for a particular group or, you know, or, or just justify actions. Just he got to choose basically. How he wanted to, you know what I'm saying? The decision to end, you know, it like it's just it's just crazy how uh, all the that law, the law protects them. The law yeah. was always written to protect them. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this, you know, and 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 just real quick, I, I want to say this, you know, for all that will be listening, you know, we you know we're talking about our perspective because of who we are, you know what I'm saying? And also you, you're going to have people that can disagree or whatever, but at the end of the day, these are the type of conversations we need in our community to see it move forward. You know what I mean? It's, you're going to hear the passion in our voices because of certain things we experience. You know, everything isn't an isolated incident. There are certain things that are passed down, you know, by different people, even even in our community, to where we have a certain uh, energy towards somebody else. That doesn't make it right. But also, too, the thing about it is when we're speaking on things like this, and people have issues with it, you know, and, and at the highest level, it's because it can start getting people to think, hey, I should have pride in my community. I should want to do more to help my community grow rather than always bash it, but then praise it when other people want to uplift our culture. Because there's a lot of outside, you know what I'm saying, groups, you know, that utilize our culture, make billions of dollars off of it, and then tell us why we're not important and why we're just the low class and we're not. So. 
you know, we just all need to make sure that we able to look at the big picture, you know, for those that may have difference of opinion from what we're saying. Mm. Yeah. 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 He, he definitely yeah, saying a lot. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a good topic, especially for the month that we're in now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's on purpose. <laughs> Well, no, I, mean, I, I don't think we have a difference of opinion. Like it's, these aren't opinion; these are facts. Everything we yeah. talking about is a thousand percent fact. It's not like, oh, well, I feel like this. No, this is what's happening to us every day. This is this is what we were born into. But but see, uh, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate though. Do you think uh, that we can? Do 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 you think that? I mean, I'm not saying pull 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 ourselves up by our bootstraps, but you think it's things that we can do to like us for us not to get in our own way. So far as like certain things in our culture that hold us back. Do you oh think yeah, hundred percent. So it starts with the music, right? I mean, I don't say start with the music. It starts with the education, right? At home, mm-hmm. not at school. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. we got to teach our own kids stuff that they're not being taught in school and that's that's always going to be hard right because we got jobs they got extracurriculars like we we are still in school sometimes like it's not enough hours in the day but we got to find a way to do it like i mean i wish dr umar's school was fucking hurry up and open you know but <laughs> I'm until sorry, then because <laughs> you know what i'm talking about but yeah, it's it's it starts with education, right? And once you get a bug in your ear, right, you'll go looking for other stuff, and then you educate yourself on other things. Like, okay, let's let's learn how we can buy land and keep it to ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. or let's learn how to invest in crypto or let's let's learn how to invest in general you know we got to have things to pass down to our children when we're not here because that was always the problem right we when we were free right we didn't have nothing it was that promise of 40 acres and a mule blah 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 right (laughs) where where it's at we ain't got it right so uh we gotta like rick ross said we gotta buy back the block so if we start owning things vice renting because that's that's the issue of our whole generation right now right the millennials we don't want to own nothing we just want to rent right and i feel like they did that on purpose because that keeps that keeps certain people making more money off the land that they inherited and they don't have to sell it or nothing because like Who's who's trying to buy it? Nobody, because they're going to just keep rent, keep renting. You you, you can't pass down a rented house, you know. Yeah. True. Yeah. So yeah, we as as black people, we got to educate ourselves outside of the bullshit school curriculum. Like, I think I think the brainwashing has been done to a point where it's like. It's just embedded in us, like to look at entertainment or look at music, and let's let's mimic what the rappers doing, and let's mimic like the gold chains and the gaudy cars and big knots. But you remember and, when and, rap was about 
better in the community? Like, you remember when yeah. rap was... Yes, so of course. So before it was about drug dealers, right? So then we all became drug dealers and got locked up. Now it's about drug users who are just useless in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you see how they stopped it? Because it used to be, you know, I'm going to make this drug money and then help my community out. And they, they weren't liking mm-hmm. that. You know, Frank Frank Lucas and Marlo Stanfield and, you know, uh, what's this dude? Uh, Willie Falcone and, uh, you know, all, all these people, you know, uh, who, 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 who's my guy? Um, Frank Matthews. You know who Frank Matthews is? Nah, uh, enlighten me. Exactly. Then I want you to know about him, right? <laughs> Frank Matthews was a drug dealer who made about, like, 60, 80 something million dollars in the in the eighties, which frankly to a lot right now. And and they never caught him. They knew his name. They knew everything they could know, right? And just never got him. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that's happened more more often than I mean it's happened a lot. I'm pretty sure it's happened a whole lot. But they won't tell y'all that. Just so you don't try mm. to go do it. Yeah. I, I hear I, we of course you hear about the Nicky Barnes and the Frank Lucases and everybody got caught. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. So like, I teach you that lesson. Like, oh, if, if you do this, you're going to get caught. Blah blah blah. Like, when you you really not. You really not going to. I mean, I'm not saying you're not. I'm not encouraging you know <laughs> drug dealing and all that. But I'm saying these people weren't just these criminals. You know, they used what the government gave us, which was drugs, to put back into the community, and they didn't like that. There's like these rappers now. What happened? Hey, you're not because y'all real quick. We got a message. We're gonna play that real quick and get right back on the conversation. And we also have two participants. If you want to add them, if you know, yeah, let's get them on real quick. Let me see here. We'll play the messages as we're adding them. Hey, Elijah. Hey, Black Bombi <laughs> and Kevin. Um, I, I see the topic. Um, be listening for a while. Uh, I do. I do want to point out that I've noticed that uh, curses. Uh, if, if someone believes a curse, then you know, in their in their worldview, in their narrative, that becomes the truth because their whole body starts to walk around like what they believe is the truth. And so you can easily put curses inside of people by just bumping music in their ear, showing them some media on TV, and that limits their worldview. It brings them down a notch, not able to see. They're not enlightened anymore. So, um, yeah, I hope what I'm saying is relevant to what you guys are going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. Are you Hello, relevant? everyone. Hello. Hey, how yes. you doing, Bruce? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a blessing for sure. So, you see the topic we have. Um, you have anything to add to it, or you know, from what you've been hearing us talk about so far? Well, I just kind of tapped in, so if I could listen for a few, then maybe I can catch up. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. We're going to play this other message from Chris real quick. That was interesting. I I, I imagine someone taking advantage of a, a loophole to create more uh, free labor by getting um, the rappers to, to create music that gets people addicted to getting fast money, and then... Um, them messing up because fast money is not good money is usually usually have to do something wrong to get it 
And then now black folks are being sent to jail. And so in that pursuit of fast money, um, they got trapped in becoming a free labor for the system. Yeah, he's uh I think he's muted right now, but when he gets back on, we'll let him finish that. But uh okay, yeah, go go ahead and uh Chris and uh just you know enlighten us up some more. Oh man, that was just the, the highest the height of the thought. <laughs> There's not much more than that. I just as as uh a software engineer uh, myself, I look at things as in this engineering mindset. And I'm also looking at how to take advantage of it. And I can imagine uh, white folks all the time uh, trying to prosper uh, and be lazy as much as possible um, at the mm. cost of, of others. So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at it uh, systematically, trying to find the loopholes. And I got a question for you, Chris. Why do you feel like they're so that those people that you see that are like that, why, why are they so comfortable doing that? Why, why are they so comfortable doing bad things to get fast money? Is that what you mean? Well, or rich people? Well, yeah. Well, as far as what you mentioned about white people, why do you think there are some white people that they don't take it seriously? Because, like, is it because of the connection they have or they just feel like they're just better in everything ah, you know, when it comes saying. to anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it started with um with them coming from Europe over here and taking the template of, of being a king and just using that form of oppression over here with people that didn't look like them. So it's it's a, a combination of um, them being inspired by how they were being oppressed uh, in their in their lineage, in their family in Europe, and them wanting freedom, but then at the cost of, of oppressing people that didn't look like them anymore. And so it's difficult for them to have empathy with people that didn't look like them. So they have mm. to continuously create a narrative, uh, you know, to not feel some type of guilt or shame, the natural human thing that you would feel oppressing someone by looking at mm. them as tools, robots, monkeys, gorillas, um, animals. Well, you know, generations later, <clears throat> they're not thinking about it as they're being oppressive. They're they're thinking about it. Uh, I mean, it's just na it's natural to them, you know. So, how do you address something that's natural to you? You know, you have to be shaken up. Yeah, but what it'll therapy. take to shake them up—that part I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I praise God that He created people in a way that they will eventually die, because. Uh, once, in my opinion, once black folks like get together and they're living without using the resources of white folks, then those that have been oppressing can't oppress anybody anymore. They can't oppress the, the, the solid structure of black people because it's just not it's just not happening. You can't you can't squeeze something from something that that is rocks solid and is still surviving on its own ecosystem, etc. So they'll just be oppressing each other to death and then. You know who's left. But we, we've had that before. I mean, it was the first one was like the most normal was post Oklahoma. Yeah, like that was. Yeah, I unfortunately don't know enough about Black Wall Street to know what what happened. I do know that I, I probably wouldn't have used American dollars within that system. 
Um, but uh, as someone who's into financial technologies, I love that cryptocurrency exists now and people will start to view money differently uh, and be able to create money systems like just open source like, uh, in their backyard. Hey, hey, can I tap in on, on, on the uh, systematic brokenness, if I may? So, yeah, uh, and, uh, and nice and, and appreciate you uh, joining the room, Grado. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to the panel, man. I don't know if I ever uh, rocked with any of y'all. I'm new to this. It's like my first week on here. So, you know, I'm trying to, I'm sponging, as I say. Yes, yes. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But yeah, with the systematic brokenness, like I said, um, it's to the point that I feel the main issue is all of the options that's given to us that they have us look at in the community as far as uh, uh, selling drugs, you know, uh, being a basketball player, being a rapper, any of that shit, all of them are short-term goals. You understand what I'm saying? All of this shit ain't none of that shit, and it's also one out of a million. You know what I'm saying? So it gets to a point that if you don't qualify for one of the four, you just going to look at yourself as a nothing, as a less than. Now you're going to try to get on a program or something. But the main thing is the knowledge is power. So it's to the point we don't even know nothing about all of these options as far as like I'm trying to get into this motivational speaking now. But it's kids that don't know anything about motivational speakers making uh Five, uh, five thousand, ten thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand for a walkthrough. This is for a two-hour little speech. You know, this shit is not stirred around our community. The only options that, and all of the options that I brought up, I call them sprints. This is shit that you gonna do for a short time, especially like in the hood, man. All of that mm -hmm. shit is, is sprints. You, it ain't no marathons. It's some shit that a motherfucker have a, a couple year run and then you go do 10 years. And that shit just don't make no sense. But yeah, things like that though. I, I like what you're saying, Guido. I, I, but um, my, my brain fires off re reminding me that continuously using their resources and circulating that within our economy that we, we become tied to them. And we we can live without their resources. It, I I'm, would like in the future for people to stop thinking about American dollars, this thing that is losing value and has been losing value since it hasn't been backed by gold for a very long time and uh, other currencies existing now, not even caring about that anymore because that's we, we're always going to be behind in American dollars. We're never going to have enough of it. It's, it's a... And, and yeah, so we need to think about how to live without that, their thing. Hey, Chris, Chris, I got a question for you. What, what's your national? What, what are you? An, are you an ADOS? Are you American no, descendant of, of, of slave? Or are you? Are I'm you, you born here? I'm not. Uh, what's your nationality? Uh, my my parents are from Panama. From where? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't quite hear you. I'm sorry. From where? Oh, they came from Panama. They migrated from Panama. My, my parents. Panama? Okay. All right. 
Yeah, because I'm hearing you say like uh, the American dollar is is not as uh, valuable as you as you as, as it is in crypto, and we should uh, get into cryptocurrency and Dogecoin and all that type of stuff like that. <laughs> not yeah, Dogecoin. Oh, definitely how, crypto how it works because it's very complicated, but it's it's mm. like money not tied to a kingdom. I mean, sorry, money not tied to a a, a government. America, like that's that's the way to go. We're outside of using money tied to America. So we don't yeah, they're definitely a hub for that, man. There's a there's a black owned uh, crypto market. Uh, maybe call the information, but uh, yeah, there's there's somebody working on that right now. There's, there's gonna be a lot of people working on it. I mean, I, I imagine that in America we're gonna have these little pocket kingdoms where uh, people are laboring for other resources, other non-U.S. dollars, and we'll find oh, yeah. new, new, new laws and other things of people that basically people like us creating little tribes where people like us can be safe and mm. still exchange and circulate money and labor and have our families and, and move on. Hey, Chris, real quick, quick, everybody, we're going to play these two messages and we're going to continue with the conversation. Give me a second. Money isn't bagged by the gold anymore. They ain't been bagged by gold since shit, what I think, Reagan or Nixon. It's crazy, but if you want to get deep into stuff like that you got to go deep and do real research because money ain't shit our dollar don't mean shit that's why our other countries don't want nothing to do with it we'll play this other message here shout out to the um young men and the empress on the board having this conversation um we talking about something real here um child this is a deep topic because um People gonna feel triggered because you're talking about their brokenness within them. Um, you know, ah, oh, this is such a beautiful topic. Shout out to the people on the panel. Shout out to everybody in the audience. I love y'all. Um, this is some deep stuff. Breaking generational curses. Um, I'm actually on the journey to doing that. I've been five years in on my journey. Um, I literally don't recognize myself compared to the old version of myself. I mean. Um, the old me has died away and I spent six months mourning. And even now and then I can feel something died in me, you know, and I, I'm curious, always curious to see how it's going to manifest in this reality through me. How am I watching myself? How is it going to present itself? I love that. I love that. Yeah, you break your own. You can break others that have the same curse you do. So that, that's, that's where funny. it starts. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Sarah and the kingdom within. We really appreciate those mm -hmm. messages. Yeah. Appreciate the input. And I want to say something to about, I want to add something to the kingdom within. It's like, she's saying she was on a journey to breaking that generational curse. In 2022 today, the information is at everybody's fingertips. So it's really no excuse if you really want to look, look up anything and, and dive and delve deep into something that you want to awaken from. If you need the answers to something, we have Google, we have the internet and, and, and rely on credible sources. Also, it's like if you don't want to find that information, is you're just being willfully ignorant at that point. So that's just all I wanted to add. <laughs> and, and, I, and sorry, another thing like that—that hey, hey. that type of talking <clears throat> also makes it difficult for people to feel encouraged 
to do it. I mean, I found for myself. Like, if Kevin, if you said something like that to me, I'd be fighting you in my head. Uh, like, I, I am ignorant, and I, I am led to cognitive bias, and I only want information that proves my suffering. And and sometimes I'm lazy, and there's other things that, that are suppressing me from really edit, elevating myself to learn more information, and I'm afraid all the time. And so like, there's a lot of factors happening inside of us all at once. And so just yeah, extra, like, you're ignorant makes me not... Makes, makes no, you the okay. enemy, as opposed oh, 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 to the enemy Chris, being who Chris, he is. Chris, I mean, I don't mean it. I don't mean it as a, as a slander. I know. I'm I just saying, like some saying some people are just some people are just, and I understand where you're coming from. Some people are just they just don't want to do the work. I mean, and that's that's on them. I mean, but you know, it's just like and some people just they just don't want to know. They're happy where they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're scared to step out and do the work. There's there's the people who don't want to do the work tend to be the people who don't know what to do. I just want to point that out. Like, it's not like they're benefiting from being lazy. Yeah. It's that they don't I mean, know what to do. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Sorry, go ahead. I was wondering, I didn't want to just take baby girl's place on the panel. Did she drop down or did she make mistakes? Oh, no, no, no. So, so, no, so I brought you, uh, you and Sarah up. That way, y'all could be able to uh, also talk on here as well. But I'll be kind of moving people back and forth so that way everybody has their their turn because they only allow, I guess, six people on here. So that's that's what perfectly that was about. understandable. I just wanted to make sure it was no like stuff going on. I just you know I like baby girl her input. You know I was I was having the conversation was being had. That's all. I just I'm honored being here. I'll step back in the back. Okay, no problem at all. But I, I hear you, Kevin. I, but somebody like me who is sensitive, it certain words keeps putting me in a trap. And I know everybody can't help pull everybody out and curate their, the way they speak to pull people out of a trap. But I, I, like that's often what the issue is. That's why we can't get through to people is because when we're talking to them, we are literally talking to them in an oppressive way, in a shameful way, and it does not help show them the way out. It just shows them that they're trapped and ignorant. If, if that makes sense. No, sometimes, sometimes you just gotta talk to them like it, you know how how with passion and enthusiasm, and it's just like you gotta open their mind to want to hear what you're talking about. Because sometimes we just we we can just go into depth and talk about something and be so seriously about it that we losing the the enthusiasm the excitement about knowing that the truth is out there you know what i'm saying and sometimes you got to catch they catch their mind because they such they stuck in that box man like they really in that box and some people really get scared to know the truth because their reality ain't real no more their reality is bullshit you know what i'm saying going from school history everything everybody's life is a fucking lie if you look at it you know what i'm saying and and for them to face that is like what the fuck they gonna do after that what they gonna do when they find out the truth how they gonna live their life now knowing that this isn't this and this isn't that and we're fighting for dumb shit you know what i mean yeah the brain has a hard time handling that like, yeah they, they, yeah they will, the animal will come out and, and really look at you as the enemy for even giving them exactly that information. exactly and that's yeah. why that's I'm, I'm why Chris, with all due respect, I think I, I don't know if you if I interpreted willfully ignorant like the correct way, 
But I'm just saying, like people who know the information, that's what I'm talking about. People who know, but they don't, but they don't, people who already know the information, but they just, they just, they just let, like, oh, they don't do nothing yeah. with it. Yeah, they don't do anything. They just like, oh, okay, well, I, I, I'm it's, in it with everybody else, so I, I, oh, I got mine, and so I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. You know? They be like, they keep their head down yeah. and be like, oh, well, yeah. they ain't got nothing yeah. to do with me, type. Exactly. Shit. When so, in reality, yeah. it affect everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like Chris, yeah, 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 Chris. I mean, I'm sorry to confuse you. I mean, I didn't want. I mean, you know what I'm saying. And then another thing too, I want to add with that, Chris, is like. Out here, people don't give a fuck about you. That's just the truth and reality of it. And I had to figure that out, too. And what it is, you got to be tough out here. Sharks eat you out. These people eat you alive out here. It's a dog-eat-dog world. People don't give a fuck. So they take that smile for got, weakness you, and everything. Yeah, you got to take on that mentality. Some people and, and people just some some people today want you to want to be coddled and want to be like, oh, okay, it's no, but it's not yeah. like that with everybody because people. How do you? How, and we talk about generational curses, and or, or we want to get on the financial part. How do you think these people took over businesses? How do you think they took over everything? They did. They they did it heartless. Yeah, they ain't they, do they, it they, with they, no damn not being nice. Shit. Yeah, you can't, right. you can't do it their way because you're, you're just you're just gonna copy and paste their template and I'm not saying I'm not saying being a malicious with it. I'm just saying like if we need to come with a plan of attack on our own. We need to be. We need to. We need to be a little bit. How we can do that? See, I know what you're talking about because how we can do that is like people fail to realize that the constitution, the constitution, still wins over bullshit. You see what I'm saying? And everything the majority of these motherfucking masses be doing is going against the grain and going against the constitution. If we was to, you know, just get into more more knowledge about. The laws and the loopholes they be trying to, you know what I'm saying, get over on. Once you get the knowledge on that shit, then they can't go through no loopholes because we uphold the Constitution plus the laws that they're going against. It's just a matter of just getting all that together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, everybody, let's uh, get this message real quick. You know, it's so crazy. Once I woke into the truth and God revealed who I was to me, once I went through that and I woke into it, um, I stopped for like a year, stuck on what to do next. Cause I said, well, now that I know the truth and none of this shit is real, how do I live? I struggle with giving myself permission and allowing myself to go out and do things. Um, I struggled with allowing myself to really be free. I had to, I stepped into dancing and I ended up dancing away a lot of my pain. I started off at 250 pounds. I ended up getting down to one, um, 170 and I lost a lot of weight and, you know, I was healing my body and it, that was what it like to, that was what it like was like to live that night. Not, now I live day, now I live life every day. Like it's my last, you know, I dance my heart away. I sing my heart away. I don't care where I am. I don't care. I'm having fun, bro. Ain't no. Yeah. I like that. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's tough being judged by um, there. I hate to use the word there, but I know we, when we all say they or there. We, we all feel what the enemy feels like. It, it's, tr- it's tough being judged by their standard because then we are always anxious and, and our body stiffens up and we're now walking around with our heads low and like just, just 
Yeah, I don't but know, man. You got to get to the point to where within yourself, like once you, you got to know who you are wholeheartedly. Like you got to spend time with yourself and become one with yourself. Once you do that shit, you don't give a fuck what anybody think about you. Them thoughts ain't shit because what they eat don't make me shit. You know what I'm saying? All the top of all, all on that, you know? So it's like, really, you got to get to the point to where you don't give a fuck about what others think about you. You got to care about you at the end of the day. And once you do that, man, you can accomplish a lot of shit and deal with a lot. It's just about one building of, your mind strength. One of the things I've noticed uh, is that we're, we, we don't really have the tool well we're starting to develop the tools to be able to get back into ourselves because we were yeah. put in a pipeline where we yeah uh, we're told to envy people that that had more than us that were doing better than us that tended not to look like us and so we're now in this weird cusp between having to continue doing what we're doing going to work and being a certain way acting a certain way and yeah. trying to find the time to really learn the tools to come back into ourselves and be ourselves again um that that is, is is a hard place to be yeah oh yeah it is but once you do it, it it's it's a good thing because you start you just open doors to a lot of a lot of other things that you wasn't seeing beforehand you know yep yeah i mean our culture makes other people you know other groups of people millions and billions of dollars you know what i'm saying all the time so we should be able to get a piece of that pie as well and also, you know, the points you're making, Chris, no uh, one thing we have to be able to do is trust. You know, if we're trying to go in business and we want to, you know, keep everything within our community, we have to be able to trust each other. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying, want to do business with somebody that I feel like, okay, I don't know if you shy, Steve, you know what I'm saying, I don't okay. really know. You know, it's just, it's different, you know, there's different levels to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you, but you see, like, imagine going into business with somebody who has that same mindset. You guys are literally going to think about who's going to pull out first and get the most. And that is what the system has done to make us think that way, a.k.a. capitalism, comp competition. Uh, uh, it just that's just the, the, the choice of words, the language that we work with each other when that's not how we work with each other. We work each, with each other like family and that's how we get shit done. But the thing is, we continuously practice capitalism and who can get the most like it, it just becomes part of our instinct. And so we become afraid now. When that we the fear that we didn't have as a kid, we developed more as an adult of somebody fucking us over. So again, another systematic thing that does a very good job in giving to black folks that I don't believe existed in black folks prior to being part of the system. Yeah. Well. I mean, um, yeah, you got a good point. I mean, but like you have to um like but you have to know who you're dealing with though. You know what I'm saying? It's I mean, yeah, we, we could we could we could say we wanna play nice and we wanna be nice about things all day long. But like, but if somebody uh, like I it, my heart has good intentions, but if somebody knows you have a good heart, some people can misuse it. You know what I mean, but you got to be on guard too. You don't want to get used, do yeah. you, Chris? Would you wouldn't like you wouldn't want to get used, would you? You want to protect your 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 interest too, right? 
Yeah, so you always got to come in the game with the backbone, regardless of anything. Yeah, that's you can I'm, always that, be wholehearted that, with a situation, but you still got to have that backbone. Yeah, like, shit, thank if you, this person want to fuck me, I'm going to fuck them back. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, not that. I mean, I mean, I get what Chris saying. You you don't you don't have to go eye for an eye, but you got to. No, nah, no. Nah, but, but, but Sarah, you're saying stand ten toes. I understand. Yes, that's what. Yes. That's how you got to be. Yes. Yep. I just want you guys to see that. Yeah, this is the dilemma. Like, how how do you trust? Right. It's it's a very difficult thing. Yeah, and let's play this message real quick. Let's see. And that that too, what they don't what they eat don't make me make me shit. Shout out to you for saying that. But this is my bigger thing. See, I be having these honest conversations with myself. I get real honest with myself. I don't get as real as God get with me when God calling me out. But you know, I get real honest with myself. And I said, you know what? I don't care if man likes me. Cause I got abandoned by both of my parents since I was nine years old in and out of foster care, you know. I never was given a chance. My whole family abandoned me, turned their back on me, counted me out. I was the black sheep. I was the dirt underneath. They fucking shoot the way they treated me. And my mom tried to kill me twice. I died on the table when I was nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, shortly after I got taken, I've been through a lot of shit. But one thing I could say is I don't give a fuck if men like me. I don't give a fuck if one human being doesn't or does like me. They don't like themselves. Yeah. Half of them don't. Half of them don't exactly. truly love themselves. God loves me. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, the kingdom within. Thank you so much. You, you really, you yeah. know, you really just being vulnerable and, and giving us that motivation that some of us, yeah, maybe not even able to talk about it. But you, you really laying out that. Thank you so much. For that. But that's what's making her stronger is the fact that she's able to to talk about it now instead of holding it in. I mean, she's overcoming her issues and be, being stronger with her mind and everything. That's what's up, though. That's what's up. And the kingdom within, I, I know you keep preaching about shadow work, but just that that comment shows me how much shadow work needed to be done and how, how, how you're doing the good work. You're really doing the good work. Yeah, she bossing up with it. And anybody that wants to be added is a, is a co-host on here. Just let us know. You can message us, comment, whatever like that, and then you'll be added on here. Okay. Uh, I get a muscle relaxer, please. Man. Yeah, this is this has been a deep one so far. Uh and we appreciate everybody that has that's joined as a co-host, uh left us with messages. You know, it, it means a lot to uh, you know, have this type of conversation and you know, like uh, man being Kevin was saying, and it's in Black History Month as well. So we just educating ourselves, even all our different points of opinion. It, it's going to just give us more tools to use as we, as we go out in life moving forward. Yep, this has been a pretty good one. Uh, a lot of good input and a lot of education on the show. So, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, so I appreciate everybody in their uh, in their input, especially little girl with the shadow work. That was a uh, that was a lot for me. <laughs> I, I see she I see she has two more messages as well. If y'all want to play those, oh yeah, good. Okay. It's the key. Let me tell you something. God has taught me. Thank you as well. God has taught me. Vulnerability is the way these people. What God taught me to do. I know I'm going to have to be vulnerable. I'm going to have to fill things I've never filled. Um, 
trying to touch hearts here. Um, because my love is my lineage and love is my legacy, and I come from love, and love is all I know, you know. When I was shedding everything of me at this world, I had to get down to my values, my principles, my ethics, and, you know, morality and stuff. But my foundation was built off of love. And it's so interesting because, like, I'm not very old either. Um, it's so, so weird because I feel like I'm this six-year-old person, in person's body, and it's like the rest of the kids my age, they just they don't get it, you know? Um the experience, these are things that my crave. My well, definitely, but it's, you know, this is the thing. For me, it's like, I totally understand what you guys are saying about, like, you know, going into the game with a backbone and, you know, people advantaging. A lot of people take my kindness for weakness. You know what I tell them? God saw it. And I walked away because the thing is, <laughs> maybe I've, I've done so much betrayal um, at this point, whatever. So, you know, I'm no longer surprised. I think I'm more disappointed than anything else. And when it happens, I know that it was a lesson in there for me. I don't really get mad at when, things, when people try to um, abuse me. I just understand that they were never able to receive the love in the first place. And I, I, then I think about they're already suffering because they're probably already suffering this off the fact that they can't receive this. They must really be hurting because that means they don't love themselves. Um, I'm in a level of compassion, but you can discern those people. You can discern those people. You know, God will let you know. I don't worry because God lets me know. I'm in the know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to say something like that. And also, you don't owe them a goddamn thing. That you, if you are vulnerable, you will see when people are not being vulnerable. And then you're like, wait a minute. Uh, you, you're kind of being a narcissist. You, you, you seem to be an energy vampire. You're kind of of me, so let me just separate myself from you. But you cannot learn that until you actually allow yourself to be vulnerable. And then as you start to practice vulnerability, like, yeah, you, you be around other people that are vulnerable. And then now you're around what people that are Because all of you guys are being transparent. And so... I, no, I, I get like needing to be tough, but you when everybody transparent. You don't need to be tough, and it does start with you being transparent. And I don't want to rip. She got it. Um, yeah, one leg to you, girl. If anybody else has anything else to add before we close out. Just let us know. Thank you again, um, man, for this this topic. This was his topic, and uh, you know we we appreciate you. Know yeah, I appreciate you allowing me to join in. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you. Appreciate if anybody, the brother Mandy. Thank you. I'm I'm here for y'all. I'm here for y'all every day. Y'all have a good night. All right, you too, sir. All right, have a good one, Chris. Great night, right, Chris. Thank you guys. See you. All right. Well, Kevin, you know how we sign off. Uh, hold on, we got one more message here. Let's see. This mm -hmm. came with that. Well, um, you know, this was this was one of them shows we needed. You know, regardless of you know what money is, as far as with being Black History, that's extra special. But people was able to get certain things out. We got out. We was able to see. You know how we can all be from the same community, but then have difference of opinions that could help each other out. You know what I mean? And we got mm -hmm. educated by. Uh, so many different voices, man, and it's a blessing. Definitely a blessing. Yeah. Yep. Everybody has their own input. Everybody has their own experiences too. Like 
some people they experience things and like me i noticed the the, the differences between millennials and gen z though like or, or me I, I'm, I'm on that cusp of gen x and millennial so i grew up with that background of suck it up be tough get punched in the chest this this and that but i noticed today it's more of a kinder gentler gen z and and you know things of that nature but i say you know i mean that's their way of dealing with things i got my way of dealing with things my shit my shit is like it's not about being tough it ain't no fake tough of this this and that but I'll, everybody has their own background so that, the way they deal with it that's the way they deal with it i deal with it, i deal with it i mean i feel like this is what they say when the, the meat will inherit the earth like they're they're starting to you know take over like like how maybe like how you see back in the day, especially being a BM, Kevin. Like I know how y'all used to get down back in the day, and I'm an engineer now. Like and I see these older, older men, and they're like, "Yeah, man, back in the day, we used to go down there and just throw hands." And I'm like, "I'm down, you know. You want to throw hands, but then you know, I went down there, I threw hands with somebody, and you know, now I'm at Kevin's mask for uh, for assault. And it's like, oh no, he asked every piece of that, you know? Yeah." When that his feelings is more hurt. The same shit happened to me too, uh man. The same shit happened to me too, man. I was on the ship, man. Me and this dude got into it, and I mean that's what that's what it is, man. You like I guess my our generation, we not gonna really back down from anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean it's it's, it's a smart it's a smart way to deal with things. And I've gotten older, and I know how to communicate better. You know what I'm saying? I rather I rather communicate and talk it out before it gets to that point. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still about the violence. Huh? I'm all about the violence. <laughs> you crazy, man. <laughs> hey, 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 real quick, the kingdom within, you have anything to add before we close? I know you sent us a message, buddy. You want to, you know, anything to add? Well, I just want to say I love the time that you guys had. Thank you for having me out. It was a pleasure. My honor. No problem at all. No yeah. Well, we appreciate everybody. We're going to get ready to close the show. This has been another edition of the Southern Frame of Mind podcast, mm -hmm. aka 